As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. I'm joined today by Deputy Editor at Macworld, David Price. Hello. And uh, Deputy Reviews Editor, Henry Burrell. Hello. Two deputies, I'm your sheriff. We're going to be talking <laughs> about Apple going back to school and the Huawei P20 iPhone killer, or is it? But firstly, David Price. Uh, Apple, big event this week in Chicago. Quite a big event. I'm going to ask you why it was in Chicago, because that was the first thing that I wondered. But also, what, what did they announce? Well, uh, right, which one first? Why, uh, why should, should we say why Chicago first? Yeah, go on then. Because it's the uh, Windy City and they're kicking up a storm. <laughs> this, is, this is good content, Henry. Uh, apparently, Chicago is, uh, is sort of an exemplar of the educational system and technology because uh, Apple have done a program in that city called Everyone Can Code where they got everybody um, learning how to code apps, basically. Um, and so it's sort of significant to them but teachers were at this event cool. um, and I think they got a couple to to talk got their viewpoint on it and they were talking about how Apple products have affected education um, and how it's sort of in their DNA that they view themselves as this sort of kid friendly company that they think that it should be part of it, kids education which I have, I have my own take on really because I think there's a, like, a tiny sinister Mm-hmm. aspect to any company that um that tries to sort of enter into that 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 part of a, a person's life you know that when they oh, we want to be there when you're a kid we want to be there when you're forming your brand loyalties is sort of that element yeah. of it i so think before we dig into like the um the I'm, sort I'm of strategy off, i'm going off piece before we go into the strategy <laughs> of it because i've got some thoughts on that as well but like what what have they actually announced here because i know that back in 2012 they announced um a big sort of play on the education sector um so what's actually been announced this time around well funnily enough the biggest thing was an ipad um, yeah. th- there's a new ipad a new a new bargain ipad budget ipad what's the same it? price it's a bit cheaper actually by like 10 quid. 
20 quid. 20 quid. Yeah. How much is it? Um, it's three one nine pounds, I think. Um, yeah, it sounds about the same. The other one three three nine, which I think you'll find is twenty pounds cheaper. And there's also on top <laughs> of that, yeah. on top of that, there is an educational discount. But they haven't said what the educational discount will be in this country. In America, it's thirty dollars. So in America, it's the same price as the last one, but then there's an educational discount. This one is cheaper. Isn't it strange? And there's an educational correct me if I'm discount. wrong. Isn't it strange that they're making a headline out of the educational discount? Um, for a, a, a consumer priced product surely most schools will buy them wholesale on like a sort of like a yeah bundle deal right i don't know because I, 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 I think, think it's weird they're like oh we're giving you money off but they have to frame it in still as apple they still have to frame it in the commercial sense of yeah 30 dollars off Isn't knowing it? apple you can't probably buy them wholesale maybe not you, i mean you probably can but it, it, yeah it's an interesting way of looking at it because fundamentally this is still an expensive thing and if you if you are your average school, particularly in this country, um, I think you know schools are very underfunded. And same in the US. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking a lot about private schools and how whether the real market here is the private school sector. Um, but I think maybe they're Im- imagining that people will buy them for their kids. Slightly wealthier families are going to say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll buy my kid this thing," and then I believe they will qualify for the educational discount. I don't think the discount sure. is only for schools themselves; okay, I think I it's also mean. for school children and students. So it's just like whatever. student discount, but it's just applied without. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, like you used to get big student discounts on like Office. Yes. For Mac and Office and Office. And the PC. products themselves, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's yeah. different about it? Uh, I've only recently seen. I was away, but I had a. It has Apple Pencil support on like a what is seen as an entry level model. Yeah, so there's not much. Um, the, the Apple Pencil uh, support is the is the flagship feature, and that is is sort of a big deal because ever since the Apple Pencil came out, it's only worked with um, iPad Pros. But it costs a third of what the tablet costs. It costs ninety quid, um, <laughs> which is um, <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah, which is a lot of money for an accessory. <clears throat> but it is the best stylus um, on the market. It is very good. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, so it is quite a big thing that they've taken away an exclusive iPad Pro feature and they've put it now. It's it's the um, what's the word? It's spilling out into the rest of their range. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe we'll appear on iPhones in a future. Oh, I still can't see that happening. It really but would anyway, be, uh, going back on what they're saying. Um, but other than that, it's almost the same. So it's, there's um, there's a new color option, um, which is it's still called gold, but it's sort of pinky gold. It's really weird. It's sort right. of halfway between the gold and the rose gold. Um, we have the same thing on the iPhone yeah. 8 and 8 Plus. Um, they've upgraded the processor. It's so now a, an A10 instead of an A9. So it'll be a bit faster. Same as um, in the iPhone 7s. Yeah, so it's pretty powerful. Yeah, yes, because the I'm iPhone you, 8 A11. <laughs> they stuck Fusion and Bionic on the end by their own admission just to make them sound more exciting. It doesn't mean anything. They've admitted that. Yeah. Does that have an impact Absolutely. on battery life? Uh, it may well do. I don't know if the battery is any larger in that one, but generally Apple processors are sort of more efficient yeah. as they um, go up, so it should be fine. Oh, fine. Um, they're still saying 10 hours. Yeah. Um, what I find a bit weird with the Apple Pencil thing is sure, like it's, uh, but they kind of, in the same way that you think they might be kind of pitching this subvertively to uh, private schools rather than mass mass market, yeah. um, Apple Pencil things really, like, I think the way that tablets work so well, and I have friends who are teachers who work in, uh, actually in this case, not private schools, um, who have iPads already, and they say the whole ecosystem is built around touch and apps and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think really for them to be putting the um, Apple Pencil as the headline here is slightly misleading to how teachers will actually end up using them. I don't think you're going to have like a class full of eight-year-olds like, you know, drawing masterpieces and actual right, doing yeah. handwriting and things like that. I think a lot of it is interactive. They, you can download um, textbook files and, and, and like fill out stuff on the machines. 
but also a lot of that I've also heard is is through uh, typing as well, through actually using a laptop instead of a tablet. So how are so they? That's get- almost part of the skill set that you want yeah. to expose them to, isn't it? So I mean, I was reading something on the textbook front as well that they were saying that you can get sort of cheaper textbooks in digital format. Yes. So actually, even though it's an upfront investment of three hundred odd quid, textbooks are expensive. So if you used it for three years and bought cheap textbooks, you might kind of make your money back. Yeah, it is. It's better for the student because they can they have to carry around one slab. Yeah. and it's, it's everything's on it. And if it's all actually tied into the curriculum, then the teachers don't have to give out all these books. because yeah. kids won't lose them. They can re-download them. Um, it saves on paper i mean what i just said is is obviously very appleish logic and that's the way they'll frame it but there's there is some market logic to that yeah and in terms of software they've got a new app coming out called uh, schoolwork which sort of relates to what you're saying in that the the teacher will be able to sort of control what is what is going out to all the, the kids they can they can send out an assignment which will sort of pop up in the app this new app uh, schoolwork and it will say what you need to do it'll have pdfs built into it it'll have notes built into it it'll have links mm-hmm. it can it can work within other apps and then those apps are sort of collected together under the okay the aegis of this will uh, they have uh, any trouble uh getting institutions to sign up to that kind of ecosystem because so many schools now right are based on uh, as, as our system is on google and google apps well they got they have a, they have a strategy for this so um google yeah, is the is the um, what's the word? <laughs> I can't think of daddy. Today. The daddy. Yeah, why not? I was I was sort of thinking like the legacy holder. Um, but um, yeah, the daddy. Um, but at the moment, a lot of people are paranoid about data, yeah, and privacy. And Google's business model uh, is on selling data. That's sort of how they make money out of these um, the rollouts. And they have made it very clear that um, schoolwork only allows the data to be viewed by the teacher. So I, th- I think they've been quite canny. Apple are really, really clever at uh, tying into current, I would say, liberal worries, mm-hmm. um, which is why, you know, they spent a lot of the time at the event talking about um, the, what were they called, March for Our Lives thing, about the, you know, yeah. talking about the idea of kids having a voice, which I think is quite smart. I don't think you'd see that a lot of, a lot of other events. They're, they're quite clever at being political in a sort of non-political way. Um so I, th- I think that I think I think it's quite a clever rollout. So is there but... more sort of is there more sort of software to help teachers involved here as well in terms of like um, sending in your homework digitally? I only ask because um, earlier this year Microsoft actually made a kind of a, a small acquisition where they bought a company called Chalkup, and that's what they do. They um, it's basically a way of sharing your work with your teacher over the cloud instead of having to actually hand it in. Um, and then they'll mark it and give it back to you that way. Um, so it saves teachers having to carry around a load of paperwork and stuff like that. Um, why Microsoft acquired it is not yet clear. <laughs> um, they Possibly they might um, bring it into a more sort of corporate learning thing that they've done with the LinkedIn acquisition is my idea of it. But, that seems more like um, in terms of in, Instead of them going after the education sector as brazenly um, as Apple It's, it's hard here. to imagine them being accepted in the same way that Apple or Google would. I, I don't know if that's unfair on Microsoft. But you can sort of see how that would be like a direct uh, fit in, in work collaboration as well. And mm-hmm. it's the same principle, is that you have a manager that sends out assignments. Yeah. Instead of it being homework, it's like, here's a project to work on, and then you spend time and you collaborate and you write notes, and then you... Yeah, I think, to be honest, it was mostly an acquisition hire, and they wanted the CEO, um, and they actually kind of said that in the press release, but also... Um, 
it's just kind of a bit of a left field thing. So um, to my original question, are, are Apple like yeah, so that's rolling what, out teacher tools as well? Well, that's that's essentially what schoolwork is for. Sure. Is that, um, in the it let yeah it lets the teacher view all the um, the, the, the the sort of sub apps within that. So you could have you know a wide range of you know maths and, and science stuff that are dealt with by different apps. Um, and then they'd still be able to manage them. And they all, they have another app called uh, Classroom, which was uh, already, I think it, I think it was only available as an app, as an iPad device management thing, and it's now coming um, to the Mac as well. So that'll enable them to have a better uh, control, sort of, of of where the actual individual devices are and, and that sort of thing. Um, they're talking a lot about uh, AR, which is normally yeah. a subject that makes my uh, my eyes feel sleepy, but uh, he looked really cool. Um, I think AR. I think it works in the classroom. It works in the classroom. from a creative point of view. It's quite yeah. inspirational to a younger generation. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Again, talking about Microsoft, but Microsoft um, have their mixed reality headset. Yeah. Is what they call it. Um, which is, is that the, AR and VR at the same time? Uh, I d- it's no, AR. It's just their own branding of, of yeah, AR. They, they want a, their own term. Um, but theirs is the HoloLens, and the HoloLens has gone through um, various sort of cycles in terms of Microsoft trying to work out what the hell they're going to do with this piece of quite expensive kit. Um, and they seem to be leaning with a lot of their most recent sort of videos and use cases of marketing um, towards corporate uh, uses of it, but also um, in the education sector, more higher education. So you'll have um, a classroom uh, using a headset to maybe perform an autopsy um, in, in augmented reality. Um, makes a lot of sense to me. It's a lot easier to do an autopsy on a piece of augmented reality than mm-hmm. um, on an actual human body. It's probably a lot cheaper as well. Um, similar with um, mechanics. Um, and uh, so I think uh, a lot of airplane engine manufacturers are looking into this technology um, so that you can do sort of diagnostics and look inside an engine for training and stuff without having to actually yeah. have a mm. very expensive engine in front of you. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. so the same principle here, yeah. yeah. For dissections. In yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I saw I would that miss picture that. doing the rounds with the frog actually. Yeah. Well, did you guys do dissections when you were at school? No. We did a rat. Yeah, we did a frog. I thought it was awesome. I didn't really like I was vegetarian at the time, I didn't really well not that, it, not that it looked tasty, but <laughs> I'm also incredibly screamish. Yeah. Even when they talk about blood, I have to put yeah, my head between my legs. So I remember a boy in my class, um, he got the little heart out and he put it where inside the skull instead of the brain. Um, and at the time, we just thought this was the, like the most <laughs> excellent piece of comedy we've ever seen. Uh, well, it's clearly been regulated now yeah. I don't think that'd be by bad, taking no. away the frogs. Um, rat, the rats was that Why is a frog better than a rat? I don't know. Slippier, a bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I found uh, most interesting, but probably because from a consumer point of view, Apple has uh, well, famously not really given away iCloud storage for free. As a consumer, you can only get five gig until you start paying. I personally am a paying customer of their, t- of, of even... their coincidentally, 200 gigabyte oh, no. plan, £2.49 a month. But for but the five gig course is, is per user as well, not per device. So you this is have, true. You have 10 iPads. So, but, so this is 200 that. gigabytes for free per device or per uh, user? Uh, hmm. I think it is per user still, but yeah. that's it's it's such a much it makes such, such, a, big, a, makes such a big difference, yeah. yeah. Because as well, that is very important for this product because uh, even though it's very cheap and it's got Apple Pencil support, it's an iPad that only has thirty two gigabytes of storage. Well, there is a hundred, there is a hundred twenty eight gig option, but yeah, which is way more. Everyone is <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to go for the thirty two gig one. Um, yeah, I think that's so. A big deal. So to sum up, um, maybe uh, prematurely, but cheaper iPad. Yep. Um, with with the discount, uh, you've got. 
these new apps and tools for teachers uh like yeah. um well, schoolwork is schoolwork is, is not going to come out till june cool which i think is quite a, that's quite a thoughtful rollout isn't it yeah because mm-hmm. that means they can spend three months um, i've probably got a like, wrong idea of teachers i think they have three months holidays off. But, <laughs> six um, weeks <laughs> but they have, they have a bit of time to like get used to it and uh, uh augmented reality yeah, frog dissections. Um, a piece of hardware used... that can cope with AR as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, so the budget iPad generally can't, so that that's yeah. good for it. And they're they're updating um, the three iWork apps on iOS. So that's yeah, Pages, much notes, maligned. <laughs> no, pages, Numbers, and Keynote. Yeah, very much maligned. Um, so all I three... was a customer of all three yeah. at one point. You like them? You're uh, Apple. I do. Die, I, though, I do actually you? quite like Pages. I use Google Apps now, but when I was at uni, um, Google Apps weren't really a thing. Yeah, um, sure. So, yeah. and I didn't want to spend money on Office, so I went with um, the Apple stuff, and they were fine. Yeah, they're fine. Ringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> um, those three are now going to support Apple Pencil, um, and Pages has got a new feature called Smart Annotation, specifically for the Apple Pencil, which means that you can mark oh, cool. up a yeah. Pages document, and it will become anchored. It will be like um, if you then edit other stuff, it's not just like on the page done yeah, I see what you mean. link to it if you like it's sort of semi-editable if you like and also I think just from a, a consumer point of view they've improved their cheapest most accessible accessible product uh, um, and it's better now because I, I think yeah. Scott you have the, the, the normal iPad right from last year yeah I got the yeah the new, newer one yeah and even though actually it's quite it's still expensive as we were saying like I know we're, we're conditioned to think about thousand pound iPhones yeah. now but Three hundred pounds. For... You don't really get it on um, contract either, so you do. Yeah, tend you do to... have to stump up. Yeah, but I still think, like from a, from a casual user point of view, the iPad is still the best tablet you can buy. Oh, Even yeah. um, like Android tablets are just non-existent. Really, I would never recommend for the amount of support and tech you get in an Apple product with um, the security and the the guaranteed software updates for several generations. It's definitely still the best tablet. And it yeah. weirdly, yeah, cannibalizes iPad Pro sales. It'd be interesting to see where they go with them in oh, the they future. Don't, they don't, I don't think they care about that. I know you, they don't you, care, but... You look at the iPad numbers when they do their results, and the, the iPad department was absolutely stagnant. They were having such a bad time. Mm-hmm. Then they launched the 330 quid one last year, and suddenly they're into positive growth. Like, okay. Not as units, but like you know revenue as well. Mm. It was a really good move for them. And mm. So, of course, they're, they're, they're doubling down on it, and it is a bit more appealing now. They're trying to get the education sector as well. I and what's sensible. your beef with the non-laminated screen? Which Ugh. is part of the cost-saving yeah, of, um, of it, but can you explain quickly what that is? Yeah, um, it's just a thing that um, the last year they brought it out, it had an unlaminated screen, which means it has slightly less layers in it, which means that when you press down on it, it gives just like a, a tiny infinitesimal amount, but you do feel it. So it yeah, I've, got, I've got quite an old iPad and it's definitely glass laminated. Like. Yeah, so like the iPad Air 2, which is like, I think 2013, that had a laminated screen. They got, you know, the, that, that was new then. Mm-hmm. So it's an old technology. And then it was, everyone was like, why have you got rid of that last year? As you said, to save money. Yeah. Uh, and it's still the case this year. It's still unlaminated. I haven't felt the new one yet, but I don't see any reason why it, it won't feel cheap plasticky just mm. like last year's one did to us though i th- I still to think us. it feels like a premium product yeah when most people purchase one yeah yeah, yeah so it's, it's a real weird weird thing to talk about because i think this is a really good idea i think it's a i think it's a good deal i mean it's not we, we can't say that it's cheap it's not cheap a lot of people a, have ipads it's a good yeah, deal but it's a good deal um but i wouldn't want one myself so are they are they taking a real sort of direct to the school's selling strategy here are they trying to basically get a school to get on board with it and then use their network to try and start pushing out deals and offers and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. 
it's just you can approach I, Apple directly as an institution. You don't have to go through yeah. a retailer. You can just go straight to them mm. and purchase um, stuff, and they can set you up with the uh, the system. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely going to be quite elitist schools, isn't it? Adopting this on that scale. You saw the school that they did the event in, and it was it was so fancy. Yeah. yeah, there's something about there's something about American private schools that they when they get it right they they just look so amazing. It was mm. real sort of dead poet society sort of school. It, <laughs> yeah, it looked fantastic. I think they were saying that they had more PhDs than any other school in America from that from that school. It was just and sometimes it's like Obama's school in Chicago. Isn't it? Uh, it was called Lane Tech. Hmm. So I don't know. He's a lawyer, wasn't he? Would he go to a, a technology focused high school? Not. I don't know. I don't know if they do. They do they specialise that early on? I don't know. <laughs> we we're not really informed about this. No, we're still going to opine. And you said uh, the. Uh, discount hasn't been sort of um, announced for the UK. Is, no. is, are they no. are they kind of half-arsing the global rollout? Yeah, definitely. On the US, I think so. This, this this whole event shows you that they're they're, they're hitting favorite favoritist oh, favorite the wrong word. Sorry, their favorite tech journalists are invited. And okay, yeah, they invite some teachers who are obviously going to be just naturally thrilled because they never would have been to that event mm-hmm. before to speak about it. And obviously, they're not going to pick someone to speak about it who thinks it's a bad idea. No. Um, so. It's got positive, uh, yeah, um, feedback from the tech press immediately, which is what Apple want. Um, but I think in terms of actually, I think your regular person on the street wouldn't even be aware that there's a new iPad out um, because they will always just, you know, need a new iPad and buy one. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even need to be told. I wasn't aware until I went on Macworld UK this morning and it's absolutely plastered with iPad content. <laughs> <laughs> in a positive way, I hope. <laughs> you love it. I do. Uh Cool. We, we could talk about the branding finally. Please do. Go on, then. They're calling it iPad 6th generation. Oh, right. Which, which that's is, weird. Which is both wrong and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, that's a good way of summing it up. Are they actually? That's how it will be displayed. They've no, always, I think in the shops it'll just say iPad. Because they've always called it weird things inch. like um, iPad with retina display, the new iPad. Yeah, they're absolute. It's not the 6th generation. It's more than that. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway. they, they're just sort of... Yeah, because last year's one was officially the iPad 5. Because you had the iPad 1, 2, 3, 4. Yep. Then yeah. you had the diversion into the Airs. But then when the next one came out, it was the five again, as if the airs had never existed. And there's also been the pros as another separate strand. They don't count. And they still sell the iPad Mini 4, which came out in 2015, for $400. It it went up, yeah. (laughs) Our colleague noticed. There's been weird currency variations. They've Um, bumped up a few of the iPad Pro prices as well. The size of the current like normal iPad is perfect it is the right size. It's in between the big bulky last one and the Mini, and it's just great. I like the twelve point nine. I also use that one. I just think it's too big. Mm. The ten point five is really nice, but that's like you know seven hundred pounds or whatever. Yeah, people don't need it. Cool. Um, anything else, David? Uh, stay in school. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask the question uh, around the small panel: um, back to school or straight to detention? <laughs> Back to school, but only from my point of view, because I still think that. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. It's the best tablet on the market. Yeah. Yeah, back to school, back to school. Cool. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk to Henry about the P20. Henry. Hello. Huawei, new phone, P20. It's got a notch. It does. Would you like to have a look at it? Uh, yeah, would you? Uh, I have one right here. You've actually got it? Yeah, I went to the event. It's good <laughs> for audio content. So... Uh, this is the Huawei P20. I was at the event in Paris. It's just launched. This is not the P20 Pro. Looks a lot like the iPhone 10, doesn't okay. it? Okay. Well, let, let me riff, <laughs> let me riff on let me riff on this. So, uh, yeah, I'll get it out of the way first. It does look like an iPhone 10. It has a cutout notch at the top. Um, it's not as big as the iPhone 10's notch. The iPhone 10's notch kind of justifies itself in the the sensors that it has in it, which is off the dot matrix thing, which helps for Face ID mm -hmm. and unlocking and security. So therefore, it's a bit bigger. Uh, with Android phones, to step back again for a moment. Apple did kind of do it first, but manufacturers have been looking into notches for way longer than that. There's a phone called the Essential Phone, which came out last year in the States, and it has a tiny little cutout, um, even smaller than this one, uh, for the, the camera. And it, it does move into the screen, and there's a few in China which also have one as well. Apple then got their phone out, and to the mass market, and to us to an extent, it looks like everyone's just copied them. But they kind of, when Apple does anything, it kind of hurries along the market a little bit and yeah. kind of justifies other companies being able to do it. Um, so yeah, well, we have done it, but I, I'm pretty certain that they would have been thinking about doing it before Apple came out with it. But now there's not many ways you can do a notch. So a phone is, is going to look like an iPhone X. You can turn the notch off on this phone. Um, I'll show you. Sorry, listener. Uh, you have the default when it's on and then you can just make the top bit black. Oh yeah. So it does actually then disappear and you have a, a sort of a normal yeah, so you just screen. cut off a tiny bit of the top of the screen. Instead yeah, of like apps may move into that section, but generally it's just whited out so you see the notch, yeah. and then when you do that, it fills it in. Which is, that is interesting in how different that is from Apple. Apple are making a thing of it, and they've mm -hmm. actually told app developers they're not allowed to hide the, app, the notch. Yeah, I know. They want to make it an iconic Apple But here thing. they're like, it gives you more screen, it lets you have a taller screen. This is an 18.7 <laughs> by 9 display. Um, Apple's is like something around there as well um, yeah. but yeah you can turn it off because they realise that it's easy enough for them to do in the software and if it's going to convince a few more people to buy it because they can do that then they yeah. will um, it's quite aggressively priced uh, this phone um, 
not necessarily in this charming pink color I have oh, it yeah. here in, uh, is £599, that which is prices good. it below the iPhone 8 um, by 100 quid. Nice. Um, and way below the iPhone 10. And yeah, a lot below the iPhone 10. The, the P20 Pro uh, is the, the brother or sister to this phone, and it has three cameras on the back. Yeah. One of them is 40 megapixels, and it, and it can do five times optical zoom. It sounds like overkill. Um, and so, I am just fresh off a trip, but the, the results are like incredible. Some I of the think photos. I saw Nate Langson running around with one of these. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, it would have been at the same. Um, yeah, thing, so yeah. he was running around with one of these and taking a lot of pictures in sort of low light. Um, yeah. And he was taking pictures of like um, neon signs. Oh, okay. And it was. It like that's was, that's that's an untouched Eiffel Tower view. It's really impressive. The night mode. They they. While we talk a big game, right? So this phone's important for them because. They've always had their P-series since the P8, which is generally unremarkable. And, and they're solid phones. They're kind of affordable in comparison to the competition. Uh, the thing that's always put me off is that their software skin is not very attractive. It, it changes stock Android for the sake of things, and they've definitely uh, modeled it on iOS. So it's not very friendly uh, to use, and it's always been a bit cluttered. But uh, what they're doing now is they've made a premium feeling and looking phone, um, and they have chatted a big game with the camera. But... In my testing so far, I've had this for three days now. It's genuinely amazing yeah. uh, that the low light capability that even on this uh, regular model can do. I was taking sort of low light with one phone, which I thought already looked good, and then the amount of light this can let in um, is amazing. Sorry, there. The problem <laughs> for Huawei, still, I think, um, is that they're not a household name. The phones are being blocked by the US government to be sold in that country. Lovely. <laughs> um, and some people just don't really care about having the best camera on their phone um so it's it's a difficult it's a difficult one uh, i'm impressed so by, it, by the hardware yeah go on go on please been, ask me a question no why why is it been blocked in Murphy? is that just a protectionist so thing this or? is uh, an ongoing thing where the u.s government has always been oh, so i say the government that's a bit of a generalization the the fbi cia and nsa have been looking for a few years into the suspicions around Huawei's ties to the Chinese government and uh, the security issues therein of having that affiliation. Um, they do a lot of stuff um, with the government yeah. in, in enterprise. And Huawei's a, first and foremost, before they were a consumer brand, they were a network and still are a network um, equipment provider. So they think it's like a, not an immediate, but it could be a long, a long, um, long route back door into American uh, user data basically yeah in the same way that they're kind of concerned by kaspersky's like antivirus yes, yeah um, Russia. Russia. but yeah it's 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 ongoing um new <clears throat> wave paranoia trade war yeah rubbish. so they, they while we launched the mate 10 pro their last phone uh, at ces it launched already in the uk but they launched it in january in america the day before the launch at&t pulled out of stocking the phone then verizon pulled out now Best Buy have pulled out, and the heads of all three intelligence agencies have said that they would do not want to sell Huawei phones in the States. Having said that, globally, even without US sales, Huawei has overtaken Apple in terms of global uh, profit. Yeah, well, its own market is sizable. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I, I, when I say its own market, I mean its domestic market. Yes, yeah. In China, they're, they're a big deal. And it's, it's, it's legitimately a very nice phone. It is. Um, it's got a fingerprint sensor on the front, um, not on the back. Don't yeah. know how you feel about that, but that's the, increasingly being seen as a not oh, a it thing. Has, anymore. So it has got a home button. Yes, and it's got like gestures in it as well, so you can open apps like that, and you don't have to have the on-screen Android navigation buttons. Yeah. Um, 
but it's, it's a step up for them because last year's P10 was good. It had the nice cameras, but like as a desirable piece of technology, it was it was not very nice looking. Yeah. Basically, um, this is like a massive step up for them, and they're putting a lot of effort um, into journalist relations and making sure that we knew how to use the cameras. And mm. um, there's no headphone jack. <laughs> um, Courage. Yeah, a lot of courage, lot of courage involved. Um, it kind of makes sense on a phone this slim. There's a, we've seen a few phones. There's a, the Sony phone is actually over a centimeter thick and doesn't have one. It, I, I don't. I buy their thing about the notch being Apple just did it first, so um, it looks like we've copied them. I, I, I do kind of buy that, but I don't buy the. Oh, we're saving space by taking out the headphone jack. Like the Galaxy S9 has a headphone jack, is fully waterproof, doesn't have a notch, and is still a very nice piece of hardware. Um, this doesn't. This this particular model is not waterproof. Doesn't have a headphone jack. Doesn't have wireless charging, um, but it does undercut Samsung by two hundred pounds. Yeah, I think um, as a uh, as a I don't want to use the word budget um, as a sort of um, discounted alternative to yeah. those phones. Um, just from the sort of first impression, I think it looks really viable. Like yeah. I think it's a really really nice looking piece of kit, um, and it's and it's a lot cheaper than the rest. And feature wise, I mean. I'm I'm a little bit out on wireless charging anyway, and mm-hmm. all, all that stuff. So I, it obviously depends on consumer choice, but uh, I think it it's got a nice little yeah. I think niche so. Like there. yeah, in, in wireless charging in particular, it's a nice to have. But again, it, I don't think it's like it's, you shouldn't you shouldn't seek it out. It's slower. Yeah. It potentially degrades the battery faster, mm-hmm. and uh, it adds a lot of weight and price to the phone as well. Yeah. So I think it's kind of canny from Huawei. Um, they put. USB-C headphones in the box. There's an adapter in there, so I still think that's copying, <laughs> but they do it. Um, yeah, it's going to get some good reviews as well. Like the cameras are like particularly special. Um, so if if it's what you want from a phone, it, I think it's outperforming. Uh, I, I would say it's outperforming Samsung already. Um, whether or not it would outperform the Pixel Two, which does a lot of ridiculous stuff with um, the post process, like the processing of the image. Um, but if it really matters to you, you should definitely um, pay attention to it. I've seen a few. Um breathless reviews of it as the iphone 10 killer oh really um, yeah already i don't i wouldn't go that far if, if you really want an iphone 10 you're going to pay the premium yeah it doesn't sound like it's in the same market i don't think it is no uh, they, they want so it to be so the, yeah the iphone 10 is a thousand the p20 pro which has an even more impressive array of, of cameras is uh 799 so still 200 pounds cheaper mm. but i just think the kind of consumer who wants an iphone 10 isn't going to walk into the store wanting an iPhone 10 and walk out with a Huawei no. P20. No. It's not going to happen. Um, it's good. I think for them, it's good. It's going to get some good. I, on this evidence, I'm going to review this phone quite well. Um, I think other people have been impressed by it as well. I think the thing I would compare it to in the market at the moment is um, is Sony, the Huawei P10 from last year. Sorry to get into the weeds. I know you guys don't, don't do Android, but um, uh, and then the. Xperia phones from last year they had the big bezels at the top and bottom they had 16 by 9 screens they were they were fine um, and they were quite well priced particularly the Huawei actually um, people kind of said yeah it's fine but in comparison to the way the market's going with taller screens uh, slimmer phones um, and better cameras uh, Huawei have actually listened and they've okay done something that does quite look like an iPhone 10 yep. got, you got to say um, but uh, the camera is immediately impressive and genuinely does what they say it does in a really impressive way um they've changed the hardware it's got a taller screen it's much slimmer um they haven't added stuff just for the sake of adding things whereas the, the new sony xz2 that uh, my colleague is reviewing it's 
it, it's really, really fat. <laughs> uh, the camera isn't up to it. Um, all they've done is make the screen slightly taller. They haven't actually done a proper redesign of the phone. And now it feels like they've taken advice in the wrong way, being like, oh, we're going to have to make a slightly taller screen now and then just change for change's sake. And it, it just doesn't ring true. Whereas I think this, compared to the last generation, is like a massive improvement. Yeah. Um, cool. going to ask you both. Um, P20 or P45? Strong. <laughs> I like it. Uh, P20. Um, yeah, it's a good phone. And um, you should check out the review when I'm done. Well, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'd probably say P20 as well. I don't feel yeah. qualified to say that, but it looks nice. You're yeah. never you're never going to get one, so why wouldn't you say P45? Um, well, that's, that's even Courage. more unfair, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's even more unfair to like not know about a device and then say it's rubbish. Like, <laughs> that's it, what we do. It seems like it's going to be all right. <laughs> Cool. Um, we're going to get out of here. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, very uh, Enjoy the long weekend yeah. here in the UK. And we'll be back next week with more informed tech chats. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.